Welcome, welcome to Ladies Talk. Happy Father's Day. Fathers out there. Happy Father's Day. Yes. Yes. Thank you. We would like to introduce ourselves. My name is Bonnie. I'm Lisa. And I'm Cresha. And we want to welcome you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us today. We have a couple of special guests. Yes. A real treat for you. I'm so excited. And we'll get to them very shortly. But first, I want to give you all uh, a little bit of uh, information about Father's Day. Father's Day was founded in Spokane, Washington at the YMCA in 1910 by a lady named Sonora Smart Dodd. Her father was a Civil War veteran, William Jackson Smart. He was a single parent, twice married and twice widowed, and the father of 14 children. Five were from his first wife. His second wife had three children herself and became a widow and then married him. So together, they had 14 children. Um, uh, Now, him and his second wife had, they had six kids, one girl, which was Sonora, and five boys. Sonora was the oldest of the six. She was at the first official Mother's Day at her church in Spokane, and she had an epiphany. If If Mother's Day is a day of honor for loving, giving mothers the love of service, why not fathers? She brought a petition to Spokane Ministerial Alliance to recognize devotion of all fathers on June 5th, which was her father's birthday. And this is cool because her father was widowed and raising the six kids himself now. So um, that's something to be a father and have to raise them kids by yourself. You know, the local clergy liked the idea of a special Father's Day service, but couldn't put something together quick enough, so they picked June 19th, the third third Sunday in June. The mayor of Spokane and the governor of Washington issued a proclamation. She spent the next 60 years pushing for the official recognition of Father's Day as a national holiday. Uh, Sonora... uh, said her father was a great house person, a great house person, I'm sorry, a man who exemplified fatherly love and protection, and, and protection, that's it. Okay, in, in 1914, President Woodrow Wilson made Mother's Day a national holiday, but it wasn't until 1972 that Richard Nixon, President Richard Nixon, signed a resolution declaring the third Sunday in June to be a national holiday. Wow. And I'm sorry, I didn't think that was going to be so hard to get through. I've been rehearsing it all week. <laughs> Very it's okay. interesting. It's okay. You're getting the real. <laughs> I've never heard that story before. Right? I didn't either. Fun <laughs> facts and Brady Bunch right there. Yes, yes, yes. That's a lot of kids. 14. <laughs> yes. So we're excited that we get to celebrate fathers. Yes. yes. Uh, they deserve to be recognized and honored. Yes. Okay. And today we have two guest speakers. Ooh, and we'll get to yes. them in a few minutes. But first, I would like for the ladies to share briefly what their experience growing up was with their father and how has that changed as an adult or has it? So I'll start it off. It's Lisa here. Uh, Growing up, my relationship with my father was estranged. My dad was in and out of prison my whole life. So we really didn't get to have that great father-daughter relationship that most people have or that I grew up knowing what a father and daughter relationship was. I had a lot of uh, uncles that stepped in and were able to help mold that father figure for me so I still lean on them today my brother was there for me as well and my grandpas were there so my 
biological father was not like, in person, hands-on all the time with me. So it did grow up having a strained relationship whenever I was a teenager up to my adult life. But now that I'm here and have kids of my own, we are starting to rekindle that relationship of a father and daughter. We have an open relationship now. I've forgiven him for what he didn't know as a dad growing up and everything to show me what a mother and father looks like. So I had to forgive him for his unhealing parts as well. So now today we have a great relationship. He lives in Arkansas. We just went and visited him about two weeks ago. He has a lot of uh, complications medically going on. So he is a firm, faithful believer in Christ as well. So I get to see him now following Jesus and walking it out through the eyes of what a good father would be. Amen. How exciting now. Look what God's doing. And Lucretia? So for me, growing up, um, my dad, he's a worker. Like, well, when he was younger, like, he was on drugs and stuff, so he wasn't there for a brief period of time. In a small period, he went to prison. But other than that, like, he was a worker. So he was always working, always. He's a paint and body man. He's great at what he does. And so um, there was an absence there, but it wasn't because he didn't want to be there. It was because that's what he knew how to do was to work and provide for his family. And so um, I believe now that I'm older... I mean, I'm definitely a daddy's girl. I definitely, you know, I'm the youngest and the only girl. So I feel like we're a lot closer now. And then especially now that I have kids, my dad is like the best with kids. That's why I'm so excited that he's on the episode today because yes. um, not only is he like the best with my kids, but like all my cousins and everything, he's ste always stepped in. He's always been the father figure for them. All my friends, if they ever needed anything, they would come and talk to him. And so he's always been like that pillar in not just my life, but in other people's lives around me. And so it's really cool to see, you know, him take not just a stance of like a biological father, but also take that stance of just a father for people who are fatherless and who don't have it. So, you know, um, definitely, you know, he's definitely not perfect. We've had a, a, a lot of struggles what? along our, I know, right? <laughs> he's not perfect. What? In my uh, eyes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Lisa. He's perfect to Lisa. So, um, but, you know, um, he's overcome so much. And I mean, where he's at now, I mean, he is with his family. You know, he takes care of my mom so well and he takes care of his grandkids. And, you know, I'm grateful that we're as close as we are now because I feel like, you know, growing up, I, my mom talked about this before growing up, I did feel like maybe my parents were just a little bit absent because they worked all the time. But uh, now the relationship is like, we're super close. I, do everything with my parents. I'm at their house every day. We talk all the time. And so I, I'm really grateful for where our relationship is now. Amen. Amen. That's Look so exciting. God. Look at the Lord. And me, I was raised with three brothers. I was the only girl. I was a daddy's girl. I don't have my dad anymore, but he was the same when he raised us. He was strict, but he had that soft, tender spot, you know, for all of us kids. But when he said something, you better do it. And uh, I try to carry that over, and sometimes it comes off overbearing now. Um, and then sometimes I have to pray, Lord, just give me the heart to know what to do because I don't want to be as strong as he was, but I want to be firm. Right. And I want to be solid because he taught me that. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm, I'm very blessed to have had the dad I have, and I miss him. But to all you fathers out there today, we just wish you a happy, happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. Yes. We and celebrate you today. We honor you today. Yes. And this is your day. I mean, for all the sacrifices y'all make, yes. and good Lord, y'all put up with us. Jesus help you yes. <laughs> on your journey. You know, everybody talks about a mama. Oh, look at that mama raising them kids, but they don't talk about the daddies. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And so we want to honor the daddies Very today much. and yes. give them the the credit that they deserve, the Absolutely. honoring that they deserve, yes. and the respect. So yes. as moving forward, we're fixing to announce our guest. Ooh, so excited. Yes. Right. I kind of already threw that in there, but so, that's okay. I'm um, <laughs> I would like, Lisa, if you don't mind, to introduce Pastor, and then Lucretia, if you'll introduce sure your dad. Okay, so. ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce the one and only Mr. Janae Smith. He is our pastor, our yeah. shepherd. Yes, he out. is the one Woo. that gives us the meat and potatoes that That's helped right. us encourage us to where we are today. That's yes. Right. So, Janae, welcome to Ladies Talk Podcast. Yes. Amen. Well, praise God. Yeah, I'm Pastor Janae Smith. Um, I'm glad to be here amongst such great people. Amen. 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 So, I'm just here just... I'm at your disposal. That's right. We're so Amen. excited Amen. to have you. Well, I'm going to introduce y'all. This is my favorite person in the whole world. Mm -hmm. I just love him so much. And, man, y'all are going to hear these stories sometime. My dad is such a smart aleck, and he has, like, hurt my feelings and all types of stuff. <laughs> but I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. So, y'all, please help me welcome my dad. This is Al Rodriguez. He's a father many others. Go Theo ahead Poncho. Theo Poncho. My dear husband. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's uh, awesome to see you ladies, what you're doing. I'm blessed to be here. Yeah, I got a lot of names. I'm Dad, and I'm Theo Poncho, I'm Papa, a.k.a. I'm Bonnie's husband, Chris's dad, and Lisa's uncle, and it's, and it's great to be here. Amen. Amen. Ooh, look at All God right. work. We're yes. so excited to have you guys and to hear from your wisdom today. There is yes. so much wisdom sitting at this table. We are so excited. Ladies, we have got some information. We're going to get to you today, and we would like to start with... Uh, Pastor, we would like you to tell us a bit about yourself, how many children you have, what was your relationship like with them, what is your relationship like with them? Amen. I have, um, I have four children. Um, I have uh, my grandson. Amen. Praise God for him. Uh, and my relationship with my kids, amen, I, as we started out, uh, we were good, then went through divorce, and, and then my kids, we didn't get to spend as much time together. But God, he's beginning to fix it and mend it now. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're a little older. So we have catching up that we're doing. And there was reasons for us not being together. Yeah. Uh, it's not because I didn't want to be there or because they couldn't. You know, so it's just, uh, and we'll probably hear a little bit about that later on in, yes. the, in, yeah. in, a, in a meeting here today. Uh, so, but, I mean, I'm, I'm here. And uh, thank God. Praise God for it. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. All right. Now, babe. We, we don't like calling each other by our names. I know him as babe. If I call him Al, it's like foreign. But I'll, I'll try to get through it with Al today. I'll be professional. Uh, okay, well, yeah, I'm Al. I got four children, great children. I got eight grandchildren. Fixing to be a great grandpa. Yes. Whoa. Yeah, so I'm definitely blessed. Uh, I've... I try to be there for my kids like I knew how, like I was taught. I, my, my dad passed away. I had a stepdad, but that's what he was, was a stepdad. But uh, I'm blessed to be where I'm at. I'm so blessed to have my kids, all of them, to be where they're at. Amen. And I'm sure we'll talk more about all this mm -hmm. here in a bit. Yeah. You know? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And what we, what we don't realize when we get older, is, or even as kids, that our parents are doing the best they can yes. as their parents taught mm -hmm. them. And yes. as they get older, they figure out, well, they didn't do it right, so I'm going to go this direction. They choose the road they're going to go. But there is no specific direction, you know. Uh, let God guide you and you go by the Bible. Right. But we got to have grace for our parents before us because 
there's they don't know they're doing what they were taught yes. and if that's not right in this day and time they have to change it so there's got to be grace for that yeah and I, I think in this day and age too just like you said like fathers you know a lot of fathers they don't have those figures or those present fathers so that's all you can do is the best that you know how and we don't give our men the credit for that right, that they're right. there filling a role that they maybe haven't been shown how to fill yes, yes. or they maybe haven't you know someone hadn't laid that foundation out for them so they're doing the best that they can that's so right. I, I think you know hats off to those who've had the example but even more so to those who have have it, who, yes. who have still stepped up into that Amen. place. That's an incredible place to be. Yes. Amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, now we're going to start getting into some of the meat of this stuff. Yes, now that we it. got the introductions and who you are out of the way, what are some of the ways you struggle as a father or have you struggled? And we'll start with Al this time. Uh, of course, uh, I've struggled. Uh, anybody that says they haven't, I think uh, they're probably not telling the truth. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, <laughs> the way I struggle is if I'm doing it right, you know, if uh, I'm doing the right steps, if I did it right. You know, I, I grew up by myself, signing my own self up to ball games, going to my own ball games, no parents there, nothing like that. So everything that I grew up without, I tried to turn around to my kids and my nieces and nephews, try to be there for their games, try to be there for their birthdays. And uh, but that's just what was instilled in my head, you know. Uh, my stepdad taught me how to work. You know, and that I did. I did provide. I was a good provider. But sometimes that ain't enough, and I didn't know that until later days, till now. I'm figuring out how much good quality time is. Yes. And one thing I know, can you share about your dad before you had a stepdad? Because there's a story there that it's important to know. Oh, yeah. My dad passed away when I was like four or five, so I might remember a little glimpse of him. You know, uh, he got shot, and... Uh, we lived in Texas, and we just had to get out of that town, and we ran out of gas here in Tulsa, and that's how we wound up here in Tulsa. You know, uh, my mom had six kids that she tried to raise all, you know, by herself for a little while. And then my, then we got, I got a stepdad, and he was a good dude, he was a real good dude, but he wasn't up the ball games and all that. He was just a provider, and that's where I got my providing skills from. Yeah. He was a workaholic. All he knew was to make the money, and you, and yeah, she would was. raise the kids. Yeah, yep. Amen. But that's important because that's a big part of your story, and people need to know when you're struggling that you've had two dads and, and the tragedy that you've gone through and how God has raised you up out of that and brought yeah. you to where you are today. So. Yeah, it was, it was a little lonesome road, but it's okay. I'm a better man for it, I think, you know. So. Amen. Amen. All right, Pastor. Well, I would say one area where I struggled, because I, I really didn't have an a, a intact home where I really saw what it looked like to be a father or to be a man, because I grew up, I mean, 11 years old, I was on the streets selling, mm -hmm. not because I had to, but because my mom was trying to do it on her own, working right. three jobs and trying to do whatever she could. But then me and my brother, we, we uh, got a little change. You know, we put <laughs> our little money together and we bought a double up. And uh, we just went from there, 11 and 13. And so we pretty much was there for each other all the time. Uh, so I didn't have that role model. So now, and I had the streets. And so now I get caught in between whether how, am I being too hard? Am I being too soft? Or am I, am I doing it right? Wow. Because uh, if you're used to aggression all the time, mm -hmm. sometimes your kid get out of place and that, that's the, the direction you try to go. But then you have to realize that look, you don't, you don't have to do that no more. You don't have to be that. Yeah. Now you are the one leading. Yes. And you're not the one that, that's in need. Yes. 
you know. So it, it, sometimes it becomes a struggle because I didn't see that role model before me. So now it's left for us to to, to lay that out to our children. Yeah. Amen. 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 That's so good. Yeah, that is a struggle. And, you know, God changes hearts as we grow and we get to know him. He changes us. You know, my mantra is Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind in Christ. I believe you've got to do that. I believe you have to daily get in the word and change your mind because it's so easy to get caught up in the yes, ways of the world right. and the struggles. And it's so easy to fall back on what we did when we were younger. Yeah. Right. You know, my dad was strict. And so I had a strict side of me. And then I did the bus ministry. And I was kids, you don't, you know, and God just grabbed my heart and just did a work in me and changed me and said, yeah. my gosh, you don't know what these kids have been through. Yeah. Right. You can't treat them like that. Mm -hmm. And so he started changing my heart. So, good. so, and to hear these men's stories of how they were and how that God has changed their hearts and brought them up to have the kids that they have on their, you know, today is just such an amazing miracle story, really, yeah, from really. where they've come from and all Truly. they've gone through. So, um, how was your relationship with your father and how does it affect or has it affected your relationship with your children? Pastor, you want to start that one? <laughs> I will. Uh, so my dad, I, I love him to death. You know, I love him, and uh, he, he's been around. But at that time, during him and my mom's divorce, he was dealing with his own issues. You know, he was dealing with his own struggles and things like that, and we understood that. You know, but as a, as a child, we didn't understand why he wasn't there as much as he should have been there. We felt like he should have been there. But... As a kid growing up, we understand like some of the times we go visit him, we understood what he was dealing with and his struggle. Mm -hmm. And so even now, sometimes the way that he deal with he dealt with things, sometimes I find myself trying to deal with him the same way. And and sometimes we we try to we we act like it's not there or we we don't want to give attention to it right. when we need to deal with it head on. You know, so it's not that that he was a bad father, that he wasn't this and that, but it's just only what he knew. Yeah. Because he was doing only what my grandfather, my grandfather, he worked, you know, and uh, a lot of times he wasn't there. Yes. Not because he couldn't have been there, right. but because he was busy and, and just how we put priority on our life. And what we have to understand that we have to make time for what's important to That's us. Right. Yes. You know, yes. because yes. if it's carrying our name, it's important. That's right. Uh, because when I'm dead and gone, yeah. my kids going to live on. They're my grandkids and yeah. my kids' kids. Yeah. And so that's what's important. I believe that we need to focus on generation uh, opposed that's to so just good. the right now. All right, Al. Well, uh, how was your relationship with your father and how does it affect or has it affected your relationship with your children? Okay, with my father, you know, I'm talking about my, my stepdad. He's the only one I remember him being there. You know, uh, I used to think that, well, I didn't get much off of him, but no, I really, he was there all the time. He taught me how to work, and I guess, like Pastor said, you do take up some of them traits. You know, my dad was there, my stepdad was there for six kids that weren't his. You know, right. he stepped up to the plate to wow. provide uh, and, and give us a house and uh, get our cars running, and I guess that's pretty much where I just stepped in and did the same thing for my kids and my nieces and nephews. You know, uh, I'm sure one of the traits I got from him was that uh, he was a little loner sometimes, and I think I see myself going there. 
and that's a hard shell to come out of when you've been in right. it so long. But yeah. with God, I mean, everything is coming out. My, you know, I'm blessed to have all my kids loving God, and that Amen. is just Amen. miracles. Amen. Of, you know, uh, just blessed. But uh, he, my dad, he put the Word of God in all of us. He was a preacher when we were young. And that's always stuck with us, and we always came back to God, and all my family's starting to come back to God. Amen, amen. Amen, and that's my father-in-law. He is Al's stepdad, and I know his story, and he didn't have a father that was in his life either. He left when he was really young and wandered, and wandered the, the United States, and he had so much wisdom and knowledge. It was fun yes, to ride with him. And just to hear his stories, we were always fascinated. But uh, so him trying to be a dad to kids that aren't even his biologically, but they became his. And there was never a stepdad. It just became their dad. And he raised them the best way he knew. And that was just to work because he didn't have any direction. Yeah. You know, but he took on the challenge and look what God did in his life. So that's right. Praise God. I want to um, visit real quick what you guys said, because whenever you're going um, like pastor, you were talking about getting into that where you don't want to face things head on. So as a man, how do you get yourself out of that place where you're avoiding or like where you're burying yourself in work and you're not trying to like face what's going on at home or you're not trying to you know face what's going on with your kids as a man? How have you found at times or what have you used at times to bring yourself out of that place so that way you can, you know, address what's going on? And I say that because we talk a lot about mental health and about coping skills, yeah. but I don't think it's talked en- enough about for men. Yeah, like, how do you cope? How do you bring yourself into a place where you're in a healthy way acknowledging the issues that are going on and actually working on them? Well, one thing that really helps me is that the simple fact, all the, the truth of it is that if you don't deal with it, all it's going to do is create a cycle. And I don't want to start forming cycles in my life or my children's life that's going to lead down to my grandchildren or even their children. So I see that the cycle continued from my grandfather to my father, and it came down to me and my brother. So I say, now we're going to stop the cycles, and we're going to start sowing some good seeds. We're going to start planting the right seeds in the ground so that my grandchildren won't have to struggle the way that my children struggle, they won't have to go through what my children went through. Amen. So I have to start those cycles now. Yes. And so I, I deal with it. it. It may hurt. But worst case scenario, what is the worst case scenario? It's not that bad. So I'm going to deal with it. Yeah. You know, I, I deal with the consequences of it. I, I suffer from it, whatever. But it's not that bad. Right. Because once you deal with the worst case scenario of a situation, it's already beat. Because yeah. <laughs> yes. it's not that bad. So that's why I said, now what's the worst case scenario? Okay, I got a job. I get fired. Worst case scenario, I start my own business, right? I go get another job somewhere else. That's the worst case scenario. So I'm not going to stress whether I get fired or not or whether I not don't have a job because I already have a plan because I have the worst case scenario already beat. Right. Amen. That's so good. All right. Al. Some good stuff, some knowledge. Well, this part can be about as raw as it can get. I've always turned into alcohol and drugs, and uh, that was my coping way. Okay. You no, know, it never worked. And now I'm changing. My kids, I'm glad my kids are seeing me change, but uh, it's the only way I knew, you know. But now what I'm dealing a lot more with is I can't work like I used to, so that's a big struggle. So that's a big fight in my head, and I'm learning to lean on God. And I'm blessed to have the wife I got and the kids I got to ask me the hard questions, to check on me if I'm all right, and just to talk it out a little bit 
and to share a little bit about my problem is what's helping me a lot right Amen. now. Amen. Amen. And we believe in asking the hard questions yes. at our house. And if you don't want to talk about it right then, that's fine. You just tell me. But we're going to revisit it later because that's right. we, you got to do hard in life. Right. You can't just walk on easy all life the time. Life is not easy. No it's not easy. That's right. That's, that's sure. right. So, okay. Uh, what encouraging words do you have for fathers? Al, you want to start with that one? Uh, just uh, stay with it. Go, go the distance. Uh, stay connected. Uh, your kids is the man that's a part of you. You know, when you're gone, it's like the pastor said, they're, 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 they continue to go. You know, uh, when I was all up in alcohol and drugs, there ain't no telling what my kids should have turned out to be. But there's a higher person up there, God. He had a different plan. Amen. He had a different plan for yes. my whole family, for yes. me, for Amen. my brothers, for my kids. And now I got a preacher. I got my daughter and my wife doing this. Both my oldest boys, they love God. And uh, I'm so blessed. I mean, just stay with your children, spend time with them when they're young, and put that seed in their head about church. And even when they grow up older, it will always fall back to what you put in their head. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. Pastor. Amen. I would like to say to the to the young men that's that can't be with their children or yeah. that's struggling paying child support, that's trying to do right, that want to do right. Uh, I was at a place in my life where where I had I had a house note, I had car notes, I had insurance, I had everything, but just dealing with child support and everything else. I mean, the only time I went grocery shopping was when I had my children. Other than that, I was eating rice and hot dogs, right, you know, yeah. so I, I struggled. But even through the struggle, I still loved my kids. Amen. You know, I was still available for my kids. I couldn't get them all the time, but I was available for them. Right. You know, every opportunity I got, I tried to take every opportunity. And, and so, but, but if we, if you continue uh, the struggle, if you be consistent, it's the inconsistency that throws us off. Yeah. You can't fall back to this. A fall back, be solid, you know, be solid, stand your ground. Keep doing what you're doing, because in the long term, long run, it's gonna pay off. Yeah. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy gonna come in the morning. Right. So now, here I sit here now. You know, my kids they grown. Most of them grown. I got two little ones. I'm still paying child support, yeah. but am I sad, depressed? Am I am I beat up like I was? No, I'm not. Why? Because God stepped in, yeah. and God, He is my provider. Yeah, God, He's my Jehovah Jireh. Yeah. When I went through what I went through, I never looked like what I went through yeah. because it was God that's my provider. So yes. when we have to lean on something greater than ourselves, when we don't have nothing else to lean on, yes. when you want to throw your hands up at your weakest point, that's when God is strongest. Yes. And so I would say to, to all the men, even with the relationship with your kids, that's the most important thing. That's right. uh, because when you down and out, guess who's going to be there for you? Them babies going to be there. I was at home. My daughter, she come through with some groceries. Daddy left some groceries. I said, okay, girl, she's showing out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, so it, you never know. Uh, the things that, that you impart into your kids, and they're sure to you by appreciation. Yeah. Exactly. And so I, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm elated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's so good, so good. Awesome. Um, what would you like single moms and absent fathered children to know? And we call them absent fathered children because their earthly father they may not know, but they have God the Father. Whether they know that or not, it's important. We want them to know that. So. Pastor, go ahead. Well, first, I would like for the both of them to know that God chose him to be that baby's father for a reason. Amen. And God chose her to be that baby's mother for a reason. Yes. 
So whatever the reason was that God's plan is of y'all being his parents, that's what we have to uh, humble ourselves and allow God to be God. So many times we get mad at each other, then we want to take it out on each other with the child. But that's not benefiting the child. God have a plan for that baby. Either you're going to help the plan of God or you're going to distort the plan of God by sowing some bitterness in that child, then that's just that much more that child got to get over before he can obey God. Yeah. So I would say that if we would only honor God in the lives of our children, yeah. what's healthy for that child? No, you don't let the child go somewhere where he's unsafe. No, you don't turn the child loose somewhere where you feel like his life is in danger. You don't do that. But if there is a mother or a father that's willing to spend time with that child, it's not your call to not let that baby spend time with his father so because right. there are some answers that that child would need. He can't get them from you. He can't get them from your boyfriend. He can't get them from your girlfriend. He right. need those answers from his biological parent. Yes. Why? Because some of his ways come from them. So the only way he's going to understand what he's going through is by you taking your hands off and allowing God to be God in that child's that's life. Good. Ooh, that's good. That is so good. That's good stuff there. Mic drop. Mic <laughs> My thought is, uh, you know, I, I have a little hard feelings about that because no one's good enough for my daughter, you know. Uh, and, and, you know That's you, a father's point of view there. You put your hands on my daughter, and yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there. So, but Pastor, what Pastor said, that's 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 real encouraging. But my encouragement is to the women, you know, uh, you're over here providing, you're raising them kids, you know, you're running into struggles, your lights getting shut off, you're out of gas, your car breaks down, yes. you you think. You're not doing it right. It's not an easy road to do it by yourself, right. you know. So it's not going to be. Things are going to get hard. But don't think you're not doing enough. Yeah. Right. But I mean, this is a a two-parent game sometimes, and doing it one one it's a tough road. But don't give up and don't be so hard on yourself that you're not doing it right. That you got to do better. That you know, uh, give yourself some grace, you know, because yes. it is not easy trying to do, raise these kids by yourself. Sure. And for the absent fathers, you know. Just, just try hard. I mean, you know, uh, make sure, just make sure you don't forget about your kids. You know, you you brought them into this world. You know, do what you can. You know, if not now, when is better? But, you know, my my main thing is my my nieces and my daughters. So that's why I just got the encouraging words for the for the single ladies. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Amen. Yeah, because you stand in the gap for a lot of them fathers sometimes yes. when they're not there. Call my Theo. <laughs> right. He'll fix it. Yeah. And, you know, also, I want to say while we're talking about absent fathers that there are a lot of times that brothers, uncles, mentor, yes. mentors step in. Yes. So we want to shout out to them, too. Really we don't want to leave them out. Yes. We appreciate yes, them. Yes, we do. So we know that you're underappreciated. We want you to know God sees you. Right. He knows what you're doing, and that's what matters. Yes. yes. Keep doing what you're doing. Yes. Praise God. So, all right, as we're moving on... Um, what advice would you like to share for stepfathers? I know you both have been in that role or are in that role. Okay, um, I can elaborate a little bit on that, how maybe they can't, they're limited because the mother limits them, but they want to step into the role completely. Um, just any advice that you would have for them. It doesn't even have to be that. But if they're taking the role of that father for them children, what advice would you have for them? Well, I would say just love them. 
just love them. That's all you can do. Uh, one thing that I've always tried to do, I, I've never tried to take the place of a father because you have a biological father. God made him your father for a reason. Uh, but I'm here if you ever need me. You love them, you be a support to them, and then you let them make the decision of, of how they see you or where they want to place you. If they want to call you my stepdaddy, if they want to call you daddy, right. it's not my place to tell you what to call me. Right. Now, when, if I can love you the way that I'm supposed to love you as, as a stepfather or whatever, you're going to give me a title. So it's not up to me to demand that this happen or demand that, but, but the biggest thing is that you can love them because you think about it. Christ, he loved us when we didn't even deserve it. You know, when, when we wasn't even his own, he gave his only begotten son to buy us back. Do you hear me? So, so Christ, he died for our sins. And he covered every failure, every flaw that we had. So God, he, he, he said before, you can be an example unto the children uh, that don't have a father or their father's absent. Just, just love them. All I encourage is love them. And, and don't expect them to, to, to act like your biological children. Right. You can't expect that. Because for one, they're not your biological children. They have a father. But they know that if their father don't show up, that you'll be there. So all I can say, be a support. Love them. Like Christ, like, like God tell us to love our children. And just be that example and that light. Yes, yes. amen. Yes. Uh, well, I was a stepfather before I was a father, you know, uh, and uh, I didn't, I'm sure I didn't get it right at first, but what I did is I stepped up where the father wasn't there, I showed up, and I never, never told my kids to call me dad. Right. I never made them call me dad. Uh, you know, I said, no, you know, you, whatever you feel like calling them, you call me, and yes, right now they call me dad, and it feels good, but it was never pressured on them. Right. Never pressured on them, but I was glad I was there for the ball game, there for uh, get when they got kicked out of school, I got to go pick them up every day. I was there. I was a little rough with them when I was when I was young too, but I, I, I God taught me and let me see things. And I sat him down and I apologized for being so rough, and it it changed me, you know, just by just by seeing this. God just opened my eyes on that. But uh, just stepped up and did, you know. Father wasn't there, so I was there, you know. And it always felt good to see them kids because I just like I felt like. First, I grew up without a father when I was that little. So it felt good to step in the place where, where they could just look at somebody who was there for them. It yeah. felt good. Amen. We were kids raising kids, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. <laughs> I had styrofoam all over my house, and the rabbit <laughs> stuck up in the top of the closet. But they were having fun, and somebody had to be the adult. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway, praise God. Praise God for stepdads. Yes, just love them. Love them. Okay, now... Um, I want to know, do either of you have a go-by scripture or a rule of thumb that keeps you on track as a father? Uh, my scripture memorizing ain't very good, you know. It ain't very good, so uh, no, but I, I hear a lot of scripture from my wife. She goes around saying them, my daughter. But the main thing is uh, uh, for the Lord to give me my strength, you know. For the Lord to give me my strength, and yes. that's the only way I can get through this. Amen. You know, so that's just what I go by. I mean, I, I depend on the Lord to give me the strength to go through every day, you know. And that is a scripture. Yeah, right. <laughs> Praise God. Just don't ask me where it's at. <laughs> I, won't, so, I, won't. I have a scripture here, 2 right. Corinthians 12 and 9. And it says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Yes. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Amen. 
Amen. So in our weakness, Christ is our strength. Ooh, yes. That's one thing that really helped me when, when I was down and I used to sit up and write letters to myself. Um, it, it's just, Lord, I, I don't even feel like going to work today, but I don't feel like I can, I can even speak today. I don't feel like I can get up in the morning. But then as soon as I wake up in the morning, God to give me a strength that I never knew that I had yes. because it's not my own. Amen. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of people probably out there that just don't, just ready to give up, ready to throw your hands up and just ready to throw in the towel. But I encourage you, don't give up now. Yeah. Don't give up when That's you're almost right. at the end of the race. Amen. Huh? We got a last leg. It's Amen. time for us to catch our second win. Yeah. You know, it's time for the second win to kick in. Yeah. You'll begin to see once you get to the end of yourself, then God can step in and show you who he really is. Amen. But we have to get to the end of ourselves first. Amen. So Ooh, amen. Amen. Okay, now, can you guys share one testimony where the Holy Spirit just came over you? Just something just really changed or clicked. Is there a specific, or is it just your whole testimony when you got saved and that just happened? Can you just share? I kind of caught you off guard with that one, but... Um, I feel it's important oh, for people oh, yeah. to know I, this. I probably got one that I think even my kids would remember. We were living with my mom, and uh, there was a lot of people using drugs coming in and out, a lot of fighting between family and family <laughs> using drugs together. And uh, I, I seen it in my eyes that one day, and I went to church that one day, that one morning, went up front to get prayed for. And then I, I mean, just something came over me, and I could just not shake it. Uh, and I went home and started Bible studies. I went like four days Amen. without sleeping. I mean, I was on my knees uh, every night Amen. praying. I couldn't sleep. I still was getting up, going to work, come home, try to sleep, couldn't sleep. I had to get back on my knees. It was the Holy Ghost just all over me. And that is one uh, way that I know that God came into my life and worked with me. And my kids even seen it. They were coming over for Bible study every night. I couldn't get enough out of there. And it, yes, it was uh, just an amazing feeling that I went through for, for like four days straight and I couldn't shake it off. Amen. I love that part of your testimony. Yes. And Pastor? Hey, man. It, it, there was a time when I know when I first came to Christ, it's been many times since then, but this one, here, right? this one has always stood out to me. Uh, where I came, I promised my brother and my cousin, and they asked me, was I going to come visit Oklahoma? And so they caught me while I was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so I so I told them, yeah, I said, the next time y'all come back, I'm going to go back with you. And so uh, they came back, and then they said, man, you said you was going back the next time. So I was like, I didn't say that. Then they were like, you did say that. You was drunk. I was like, well, if I said it, I got I to do it. <laughs> so I came back, and I visit. And when it was time for me to go, there was a revival going on down in Summit, Oklahoma. Uh, Mother Cindy Mae McKinney was having a revival. And... The, the, the weird part about it is when I stepped in the church, it was so many young folks up in there praising and, and giving God praise and dancing and, and just happy, excited. And you can feel nothing but love in the place. And so when I got ready to leave, uh, my daddy came out to the car and he told me, he said, you'll be back. And, and it was weird that I asked my brother, I said, man, what's the name of this revival? He said, it's a homecoming revival. And so they drove me all the way back to Pine Bluff, Arkansas, four hours away. And I took my stuff out the car. And when they got ready to go, they shook my hand, telling me bye. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> I said, I'm going back with y'all. So I ended up putting my stuff back in the car. And we drove all the way back to Oklahoma. 
and God, he's had my life ever since. Amen. So, amen. Yes, amen, amen. All right, um, I have one more question, but ladies, do you want comments or anything? I do have a question, um, and this is just a little bit of a different perspective, but I want to know from you guys, okay, for people, because we often talk about God as God the Father, okay? So for people who don't know God in that sense, or for people who have a negative view or a negative connotation of their earthly father, what are the attributes of God as a father that you know, like to tell people, like, listen, you know, God isn't like, because we know God isn't like your earthly father. He's, he's not a man that he should lie. He's not someone that's going to fail you. So what are some attributes as a father that you see, um, you know, God have just for people who don't know him as that father in their life? Start with pastor. Amen. God is not a God that, that, that loves selfishly. See, we as people, we have a selfish type of love. If you be good to me, I'm going to be good to you. If you scratch my back, I'm going to scratch your back. But when you stop scratching my back, I'm going to stop scratching your back. Now, that's the type of love that we have. But God, he, he's the one that even when we're not doing his will, he still loves us. Even when we don't deserve the blessings of God, God, he still bless you. He don't let you go without. He won't let your kids starve. He, God, he's a God that's going to love you no matter what. Amen. But we treat him like he's our earthly father. But he's not our earthly father because he was there from the beginning of time. He the one that said, let there be when your mom and your daddy came together. He saw fit to make you who you are today. So God know you. He know your personality. He know everything about you. There's nothing that you can do and surprise God. Oh, that surprised me. Now, there's nothing that you can do that can catch God off guard. God love who you are. He love where you are. He love right what you're going through because he know what you're going through is what's going to cause you to be the person that he said that you are. But God is a God that loves us no matter what. If God wouldn't have loved he he loved me when I was standing behind the gun. Amen. He loved me when I was running from the bullets coming out of the gun. You hear yes. me? Yes. God, he loved me. Yeah. Amen. So I can encourage you, God, he loved you too. He loved you the same. Even if you're failing, even if you're not doing your best, God, he still loves you. Amen. If you don't have enough, God, he still loves you. If you don't feel like you can be enough, God, he loves you enough to give you the strength that you need to be who he said you are. Amen. God, he loves us no matter what. That's so good. That's so good. Well, you know, uh, your earthly fathers, they can fail you, you know. Uh, you can call on them, and they might not be able to show up, you know, or they won't show up, you know. They don't want to or they can't. Uh, my heavenly father has never, never failed me. Amen. I mean, he never failed me. Even when Amen. I was in the penitentiary, he was right there with me. You know, I could have been gone for a long time, but it was just a little slap in the face, a wake-up call. Hey, you got better things to do, you Amen. know. And, uh you know, these last couple of years have been kind of rough with my leg. I haven't been able to work, you know, uh, and my stepdad got sick, you know. I couldn't even rely on him. I had to take care of him. Uh, but my bills needed to get paid still, and I wasn't working. But you know who showed up? My heavenly father. Amen. Up. He always showed <laughs> yes. up. My, my, my bills did not get cut off, you know. Um, I did not run out of food, you know. And if someone would always feel down and out or even happy, it's someone I can always talk to, and he always, always has shown up for me. Yeah. You know, even if things when I didn't know how I was going to do it, I mean, he just, I'm just like in awe because of what he has done, you know. It's like, man, God, you're, you're something else. Yeah. So he just, it's, you know, it's a lot of love. There's just a lot of love there, a lot of love. Yeah, amen. Awesome. 
Amen. Did you have anything else, Krish? Okay, one last question. The one everybody wants this to know. This is it. This is it. This is, a, this Every is what we're year, all here for. This, this is, is it. Right here. What Drum do roll. fathers really want for Father's Day? Let's start with Al. Y'all better listen. It's going to well, be good. I'm sure you guys probably thinking, that, well, no, that don't count. But mainly for my kids to be happy, you know, for <laughs> my kids to be blessed, my kids to love God. I just prefer all my kids to see that. And that, for me, it popped my Father's Day is almost every day. You know what oh, I mean? Because my good. kids are, are striving, you know, they're striving they're, and they're doing good. So I'm blessed every day and I feel like Father's Day is every day. But if one thing that I would probably want next Father's Day, whatever, big old barbecue and all my kids there and all my family, nieces, nephews, and that that's what I want. Just time together. Yeah. Just family time. That's what I'm about, is family time. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right, Pastor. <laughs> I think he's right on that. I think the biggest thing we want is is what do we work hard for? That's yes. what we want to see. You know, we want to see our kids. We want to see our nieces, nephews. I know I'm close to my nieces and nephews. I love them to death. There's one in particular. Lord God, she just, she's something else. And so, but I love to see when family come together and we can, well, we see the fruit of our labor. So we're laboring, not for ourselves, but for the ones we love. And just for them to be able to know and be able to appreciate what we do. So many times, uh, men go devalued. Yeah, I know that sound crazy. Well, we strong, we are, we, we, we solid, we hard, we know we the head, all mm -hmm. that. But at the same token, we don't know how to be vulnerable enough to tell somebody. Come on, come on now. We don't know how to be vulnerable enough to show our weakness. But you know, y'all are our weakness. Our children are our weakness. Our loved ones are our weakness. You know, we, we don't know how to show or express them. Yeah, we got to be hard sometimes. We got to be tough sometimes. But at the same token, just because we portray to be tough, or we hard, or we don't need this or don't need that, we have needs. Yeah, and just to know that what we're working so hard for, that we're slaving so hard for, that it love us back. Yeah, that's amen. most important. Wow. That is so good. That is so good. You heard it at first here on Ladies Talk yes, Podcast. Yes, yes. I'm so excited, and I thank you guys for coming out. I know you're going to bless somebody's life. Yes. Um, if you're struggling or you have issues, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, Krisha, will you give them some addresses and information that they can reach out where we can give them if they need direction, where should they go, where can they get help? Absolutely. You guys can follow us on Ladies Talk Podcast on Facebook. You can email us at ladiestalkpodcast3, the number three, at gmail.com. And we now have a TikTok officially. Woo! Follow us at Ladies Talk Podcast. Listen, we're all about community. That's yes. what this is all about. You know, the whole reason we would even invite these two amazing men here is because it's not just women. This community is made up of yes. men and women, and we need each other in this journey. And so if you need somebody to talk to, if you need that community, we are here for Reach. you. Out. We want to, you know, respond to you. We want to hear your stories. We want to be there for you. And just if, even if it's not us, find somebody close to you, you know, that you can reach out to because it's important. And you even heard it here as they talk today. You know, it's important that you process these things that you're going through with people, with yeah. community. It helps pull you out of those isolating shells. It helps break down those walls that we have built up. And it helps to bring healing into our lives. It's very, yes. um, 
comforting and, and challenging whenever you have somebody telling you, hey, I love you and I hear you, but also you can do better and I'm going to help you. I want to walk with you and as we do this. And so that's just what we're all about, just community. So please feel free to reach out at, at us. Um, I'm on Cresha Joe on Facebook. I'm under Eloisa Gomez on Facebook. And Bonnie Rodriguez on Facebook. And so we all have our own Facebook pages also. So just reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yes. Amen. Amen. And we do this because We've struggled in life, and we know people struggle. A and lot. if we can help you, it says in Revelations 12, you overcome by the word of your testimony, by the Ooh. blood of the lamb and the word of your yes. testimony. And we are overcomers every day. Amen, amen. There's a struggle oh, that we're going to overcome tomorrow yes. that we haven't even hit yet. Yes. yes. But God is there. And so we want to share. We want to encourage you to uh, join us. Reach out. We're yes. here for you. Yeah. And, Always uh, open. We That's thank right. you for listening today. Hey, and share this with your brothers, your uncles, your fathers, everybody yes. around you. Go yes. ahead and share it with them. Invite them to like our page. Yes. And Every we, Sunday, new episodes drop. 6 p.m. Yes. So we thank you, Al, babe. Thank yes. you, Pastor. Thank you. Yes. It has been an honor for y'all to sit at the table with us. Yes. And I know you're gonna. This word is gonna bless somebody. Amen. It blessed us. Bless yes. me. So Thank you. praise God. We Happy love you Father's all. Father's Day to you guys. Happy Father's and Day. Happy Father's Day. Yes. Shout out to yes. Ray. Happy Father's Day, Ray, and my dad, Jose. Woo woo. And we want you to know you have value and you are worth it. Amen. Yes, you are worth it.